Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 60. And today's episode is brought to you by Ahead in 100. This is a 100-day program that we have built out to help you actually get ahead with your money. We take you from uh, basically zero to building a budget and then mapping out a game plan or a vision for the next few years of your life uh, and then implementing that vision back into the budget. And then we help you over the course of 100 days to build the right habits and right processes you need um, to actually stick to that budget and not make it feel so restrictive, make it something that you actually want to use. Uh, If that sounds like something that you are interested in, we would love for you to check out the program. Go to aheadin100.com to check it out. This conversation was spurred by another 5 a.m. Joel email. It was. I don't know where he finds like his random tidbits of information, but they're always phenomenal. And they they seemingly come out of nowhere. And then he does a really good job um, mapping them back to personal life. Yeah, he does do a really good job making connections. So he said, if you put a baby shark into a fish tank, it will only grow to be about eight inches long. But a shark in the ocean will grow over eight feet long or more. Sharks grow to the size of their environment, and humans are kind of the same. If you want to grow bigger emotionally, mentally, and socially, you have to expand the size of your tank. So that got us talking about ways that we can like kind of jumpstart our own self-improvement. And even like since we bought our house and joined the gym that we've been going to, we feel like we've expanded our fitness tank. Yeah. And we've gotten better ourselves because we've gotten into a bigger quote unquote environment in that in that area well and you said something too that it's not just bigger i mean bigger bigger is right in terms of um thinking bigger dreaming bigger believing bigger but you also said it's like the the quality. quality right like improving the you know if we're going back to the shark example improving the water quality of your tank if you will uh, and being thoughtful about the environment that you're putting yourself in and asking yourself, does it promote the you know habits and behaviors that you're trying to build? Yeah. So I think with this idea, th- there's really two things. The first is you have to believe that this is actually important, right? Like most people don't even think about their environment and the way that it might affect them, right? They just sort of live their life and it's probably not something they think much about. It wasn't something I thought a lot about uh, until I read, you know, certain books like James Clear's. I, I think along with that too, like a lot of people would actively argue against you. Like, yeah, no, probably. it doesn't have that big of an impact on me. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking that, um, gosh, you're going to laugh at this. So I remember thinking back in the like, you know, you know, when like 90s and early 2000s, when uh, especially churches sort of had this shtick of like, you need to be really careful about the music that you, you know, listen to because that is affecting you. And, you know, mm-hmm. like there were these times all across the country where we had like these these CD burnings where we we're like, I'll oh burn gosh. all of our, you know, secular music. Um, I didn't do that, but <laughs> sure you did. Well, there was a time where I did delete. I didn't burn them, but I did delete a lot of my music uh, from my iTunes and catalog. Then you at one point. And then I probably downloaded it two weeks for later. Free from what was that website? <laughs> uh, BitTorrent or um, no. Pirate Bay. Oh no, that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking Napster. of like Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so it's like what, double what were, sin. What were we bringing that up for? Oh, your environment. Uh, my environment. Yeah. So, but I told myself. I remember being like 14 and going, uh, I'm not affected by music. 
it doesn't have an impact on me. Which the reason Nick says I'm going to make fun of him and laugh at him is because whenever he gets mad or whatever, he puts on moody music. I do. And then he just gets even more moody. Yeah, I like to uh, roll around to, in my emotions. Yeah, simmer. That's to simmer <laughs> so, in it. So whenever I'm feeling a certain way, I like to get, I like to pretend my life's a movie and I just pick a, a music soundtrack to, to accommodate that and then roll around in those emotions. But anyways, so back to our the, the point is, a lot of people think they're not affected by their environment. They yeah. don't realize actually how much it is affecting them. So the first thing with this conversation is you have to actually believe that your environment uh, that, matters. That it matters. Then the second thing is, once you believe that it matters, now how do we go about, you know, trying to improve it or mm-hmm. grow it, as the, you know, shark example says. Yeah. We don't have to spend a lot of time here. You know, there's um, there's a lot of studies and a lot of evidence out there showing how much your environment does affect you, especially the people in your environment, right? This goes back to the quote of, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, et cetera, et cetera. And... You know, there there are some studies that show, like, if your best friend gets uh, obese and they gain a lot of weight, you're, like, 50-something percent likely to also uh, become obese and gain a bunch of weight. And the proximity of that friend doesn't even matter. Like, yeah. it's not even, like, uh, do they live right next door? They could even live across the country. And they found that— it's it, still it still it still would would impact you uh, just because you're you're close to them emotionally. Yeah. And so we don't have to spend a lot of time here. But well, and I think, too, like, um, you know, in James Clear's Atomic Habits, he talks about like if you're trying to quit a habit or start a habit, like one of the most important things you can do is set up your environment to either make it harder or easier. So like if you're trying to watch less TV and you set your house up to where the TV's in a closet and you have to get it out and like plug it in every time you want to watch it, you're just going to watch less TV. It's just a fact. Totally. And then, you know, the same thing, like if you're trying to read more and so you put books on your coffee table, on your side table, um, like by your bed and, you know, you have books placed all around, you're going to end up reading more just because it's there and we're lazy humans. So we just do, you know, what's convenient. So I, I think like your environment as far as, you know, the people that are that are in your tank and the, the other fish that you're swimming with. And then also, like you said, the quality of your water <laughs> are important. That's so, right. Yeah. So, okay. If we agree that your environment is important, now let's get into maybe some ways that you can improve it. And I think, I think you brought up really the first, the first simple point would be think about your house or your apartment or whatever, and literally look at the way the space is and where your stuff is and go like, is there a way I can change this to make the behaviors I'm trying to you know, do more, more automatic, more automatic or easy. Right. So if you're trying to look at your budget every single day, maybe you set your computer screen to come up where your, your home screen is whatever budgeting yeah. tool you're using, yep. get it in front of your face on everything that, that you use. Yeah. I mean, there's even little, there's so many apps and cool stuff like this out there. Uh, one that I use is even in like Google Chrome, You, ha- I use the uh, Momentum browser, uh, mm-hmm. Google Chrome extension. It's free. And every time you open up a new tab to go, you know, surf the internet or whatever you're going to do, it has a really beautiful picture and it will say whatever you want it to say. So it can be like, how's your budget going? Or... Are you on track for the today? Most of the time for me, because I like, I'm, I'm a weirdo, I guess, and I like um, negative 
uh, <laughs> coaching. <laughs> Most of the time for me, like I'll have it say stuff like don't get on Facebook. But to your point, it's getting those reminders around you all the time. You know, I think this is really easy to talk about. It's easier, I think, with like health and fitness sometimes than it is with money stuff. But um, I, I even think about, you know, no offense to my grandparents. I love my grandparents, but like they, they used to have candy jars. <laughs> sitting just everywhere. Sitting everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. They probably had like five or ten candy jars. You just jars. walk by it and grab candy and without even thinking candy. about whether you want it or not. And it's like, yeah. that's terrible for your environment. <laughs> Get these things away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like um, I've heard people talk about, you know, in the refrigerator, you're, you have like your fruit and veggie drawers. Yes. But a lot of people talk about like once you put stuff in there, you, don't you never that. look at it again until no. it's like rotten. And so um, I've heard a lot of people say they purposefully, you know, don't use those so that their fruit and vegetables are at eye level. And it's like, that's such a ridiculous thing. Like that shouldn't make a difference on whether or not we actually eat something, but it's like, it does. It totally does. So just embrace it and then set things up to help you. My struggle in this area is like figuring out how to do those cues in a way where I don't just start ignoring them. Cause like, I will, if I, if the same thing is in front of me over and over again, I'll just start ignoring it. You do have to, I think you have to switch it up every now and again. Yeah. I remember Noah Kagan talking about that with uh, his cell phone and how he would reorganize the apps on his phone every couple of months, because especially this is bad about social media, like Instagram or Facebook app. You can probably open, I bet everybody listening could open their phone, swipe and touch it without looking at their phone. Yeah. Like you just muscle memory know exactly where that app is. And he talks about how he purposely rearranges his apps and messes them all up every couple of months so that he has to consciously think about whatever he's about to do when he opens his phone up. Another one that we've kind of talked about on here before is if you know that you don't have any money in your budget for clothing items. Yeah. Don't go to your favorite clothing store. Like, just <laughs> yes. don't do it to yourself. Don't put yourself into the environment where you're going to be tempted to, like, spend more on clothes than you want to spend. Um, and then also, you know, as far as our whole tank analogy and growing your tank and whatever, find friends who enjoy doing things other than shopping for clothes. And, like, that you can go and do things that don't involve that activity. Yeah, it's um, the activity thing, I think, is really important with thinking through the default way of spending money for sure. And along those same lines, um, we were just talking like about giving yourself a cue of what you've recently spent money on for fun. So, you know, we bought running shoes last month. So keeping those running shoes out where I see them all the time. And if I get tempted to go out and spend money on something that there's not money in the budget for, then having that visual trigger of like, oh, yeah, hey, I just spent like a big chunk of money on those shoes last month. Like, why don't we go out for a walk and like use these shoes that I just bought instead of going to do this other thing that's going to require more money? If you just bought a new top, you know, put that in the front of your closet so that you're reminded of like, hey, I just spent money on this thing and I I want to enjoy this thing that I already spent money on instead of feeling the urge to go and just continue to spend money on new things. Yeah, it's amazing how much, you know, a lot of the time when we, especially talking about impulse shopping, you're looking for a dopamine hit, mm-hmm. right? And so it's amazing how much or how many times we will buy something like that and literally not open it mm-hmm. or like not... Or you just stick it in the back of your closet closet and kind of forget about it. Whatever. There's a certain amount of self-awareness too here. Like I was noticing the other day, this is so bad. And I've never, I've never noticed this before. This was never a thing when we lived in the uh, RV. 
But I thought, I, I noticed myself the other day consciously thinking about the fact that we had nothing in the mail. We didn't have any Amazon packages coming. Uh, I didn't have any, like, anything I had ordered recently. I had nothing, like, coming that I was, like, waiting for with excitement, you know? <laughs> I, I, I do. I remember thinking this and, and going, like, oh, man, I wish something was, like, on its way. Like, the anticip <laughs> like, that's so dumb. But I remember, and I wonder how many other people, because we're so, especially with COVID, like, we've gotten so used to, used to like, oh, my gosh, everything's coming all the time, right? And... There's a little bit of dopamine hit where you're like, oh, so something's coming in the mail. Even if it's like dumb stuff, right? Like just utility, like I ordered a new hard drive for the computer. Like not even like a fun thing. There's something that's like a high of like, oh, something's coming. And I noticed myself literally thinking like, is there anything I need to order? Because I didn't have anything in the mail, which is like, that's okay. No, <laughs> like yeah. I, I, that's not a good reason to go online and and order something and so part of it is just recognizing too when your environment in this case my environment of stuff coming in the mail you know is impacting you one way or another yeah so i i think maybe to give a little summary of of our conversation to this point would be first of all make sure that you are convinced that your environment is important, that your tank is important. And if you're not convinced of that, I would go and read either some blog posts from James Clear or just read Atomic Habits because that book is awesome. But when you, he's he's very convincing to me that like, hey, your environment matters and yes. where, where you put yourself does make an impact. So, um, you know, if there are behaviors that you are wanting to do that you are not doing, Think about how your environment, how your tank is playing into that situation. If you're listening to this and you're still like, ah, I still don't feel like I'm that influenced, just simply think about the way you look and what you wear and like the way that you take care of yourself. I think that is such an obvious way because you're so influenced by your family normally and your friends for what's considered normal or what's considered appropriate. And I even laugh. I noticed this for the first time at Thanksgiving three years ago. We were looking around. And literally every single man um, in my dad's family, every single one, my dad, his two brothers, my female cousins, husbands that married into the family, all of the men that were born into the family, every single man at Thanksgiving has facial hair. Every single one of them. There's not a single clean shaven guy at Thanksgiving. And I was looking around and laughing and I kind of noticed it. I was like, huh, like I wonder, like, cause I've always wanted facial hair. And I think just subconsciously, Growing up, it's just what you're used to. That's what I'm used to seeing. Like men have facial hair. That's what a man is. Yeah. And and I was influenced by that. And so your environment absolutely has an impact on you. And like you said, go read James Clear if you're not not convinced of that. Yeah. So think about maybe where the gaps are in your behaviors, whether it's in your your finances or your health or whatever, where you're just not quite hitting the mark where you want to hit the mark. Um, reading your Bible, anything like that, you know. And then figure out, okay, what's in my environment negatively impacting that? And how can I make my environment positively impact it? And so that kind of leads us into the tactical ways that we thought about growing your tank slash improving your water quality to keep this to keep it tied keep into the tank. Going. I'm like, this is all tied together in our head. And I think I feel like people are gonna be listening and be like, okay, wait, they're like talking about a tank and then they're like talking about like 
self-improvement. Like, I don't know, but well, to go down the road head, a, metaphor a little bit more, right? If let's say that you are a shark and you are in a small tank and when you're first born, you're like, you know, three inches long. I don't know how sharks are. Okay, how this big is going to get good. I'm no, like, no, no. I don't know what you're, I don't know about. how big sharks are when they're first born, but mm-hmm. let's say they're three inches long, Okay, but you're in a small tank and you're, and you're swimming around and you've only ever seen like adult sharks that are 10 inches long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think is possible for sharks? Yeah. You think you're good. Okay. I like this. Good job. You know yes. Mm-hmm. Like you think that sharks only get to be 10 inches long totally, because that's yeah. the environment that you're in. Whereas if you were then taken out of that and go and put in a bigger tank, right? This is very Finding Nemo-esque when he actually gets into the ocean or whatever. Wow. Weird. Just getting into Okay. <laughs> My point he is... He started out in the ocean. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nick has not watched Finding Nemo. <laughs> no, doesn't he? No, he, he, he goes the from tank. the ocean to a tank and then back to the ocean. Okay, he does whatever. not start out in a tank. Wow, we have some homework to do. <laughs> Anyways. Just drop that Finding Nemo thing out. <laughs> Forget now the Finding go. Nemo. Okay, the point is, if the three-inch shark then gets dropped into the actual ocean and he sees like a big 10-foot shark swimming by... He's like, whoa, his mind is now expanded to what's possible. Now he's going to find ways to to better himself to become <laughs> that shark. Anyways, so the point I is... I get what you're saying. You, you, gotta, good. you have to actually believe that growing bigger is possible. That's mm-hmm. my point, right? We've told this story before, but, you know, 2015, you and I, 2014, 2015, you and I are newly married in school doing the thing. We were literally driving around like at open houses looking at buying a house in Chattanooga with basically not even thinking about it because it mm-hmm. was like, well, that's what everybody around us that's was what doing. we're supposed to be doing now. Like we've been married for like a year and a half and about to graduate or like I had graduated. You were like still in grad school and it was like, well, you know, I guess we should start that's looking at houses, yeah. you know, and had never even questioned, like, do we actually even want to live in the city? Never even questioned that. And, then we, I came across Michelle Schroeder-Gardner, you know, and her husband, Wes, traveling in an RV full-time. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? People do that? That's cool. And you start Googling and you start finding this whole different world of people who are doing something totally different. And then it opens your mind to the possibilities and you start thinking like, huh, well, maybe I don't have to just do what my little shark tank environment says I have to do. So the question is, how do we... Grow that. No. So the question is, <laughs> how do we get the 10 feet, sh- the 10 feet, 10 foot... How, how do we, we get, how do we how get, we get the 10 foot, foot sharks to, to come us? hang out with us? Oh, okay. There we yeah. Go. I like that. So what are tactical ways that we can... I don't know. Is that a... What would you say? Where do, Expose yourself to the 10 foot shark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's good. Okay. I mean, the first one is... You know, listen to podcasts, right? <laughs> the first one is listen, listen to us. No, not listen. To, don't listen <laughs> to us. Listen, listen to other better podcasts. But the point is, like, listen to. I mean, you know, listen to podcasts. You know, put yourself in the position to growing and learning and hearing what other people are doing. You know, so podcasts, books. Uh, books. You know, those are the obvious ones. But I do think there's power in actually being able to chat with other people. And so retreats and conferences, online communities, Facebook groups, like those kind of things are not to be discounted discounted at all. Um, I joined a ton of RV Facebook groups right when we were kind of thinking about doing that. 
And it was really helpful to just read and engage in conversations and comments and like start to hear what other people are doing. The, the retreats and conferences thing, you know, there's a couple different popular ones in the personal finance world. Camp Fi, Camp Fi, Camp Financial Independence is what it's called, is one that I've been to that I really like. And they host them all around the country and they're small groups. They're only like 20 to 30 people and they're fairly inexpensive. They do a really good job of making it approachable. And just going to something like that for a couple of days to get around real life people who are also interested in improving their money, something like that is huge. Yeah. Huge. I think maybe um, maybe another important point is, okay, so you, you get out of your tank, you see the 10-foot shark, and you're like, oh, wow, that's possible. I could do that. Um, making sure that you don't, you don't get blinders for all of the other possibilities out there, too. So, like, oh, there's a 10-foot shark that's a hammerhead. And there's a 10 foot shark that's a great white, like, oh, wow, there's all these different, there's all these different options of things that you can do that are all, they're all like growth and improvement in whatever area, but they're all different. Does that make sense? So like with your finances, maybe your goal is to be fire. And so you get really focused in on that or, you know, I get what whatever. you're saying. You're, you're like, even, even as you grow and expand your environment, you don't want to like pick the first first like thing that swims by you yeah you just don't want to put blinders on so that you're because you you can you can fall into just doing what everybody around you is doing and even if those are generally positive things you still don't want to be mindlessly just doing what everybody around you is doing so just making sure that you're consciously thinking about are these still my goals are these still the things that i want to work towards or am i just doing these things because it's what everybody around me is doing you know just continually making sure that the people in your tank are still aligned yeah. with where you want to go i think maybe because you can change is it over fair, time i was gonna say is it fair to say that it's not a matter of like let me just hop from this tank to this bigger tank it's a matter of like throughout your life regularly questioning okay now based on whatever it is i want to do mm-hmm. which may be different than what it was two years ago does my current environment help me do those things? Yes. And, and the point is, like, your environment should change as you change and your goals and and uh, desires and growth yeah. changes. Like um, Morgan Housel's book, you know, he talked about we're continually in this state of thinking that we've arrived. Yes. And, like, we're not going to change anymore. So, like, don't fall prey to that. Don't think, like, oh, wow, I was, like, playing so small before and I was in my tiny little tank and, like, now I've got it figured out. And, like, here's what I'm – this is what I'm working towards. And, like, yes, I can just focus in on this and – you know, don't even have to think about it anymore because, like, I know where I'm going. It's like, don't, no, don't do that. Like, we're all continually evolving and changing. And and so make sure that you are thinking about that and thinking about how you're changing and if you're changing in the ways that you want to um, to keep heading where you want to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So I think it starts with going and saying, what are the things that I'm trying to improve? If you're listening to this podcast, it's your money is probably on that list. And, you know, in James, in James Clear's book, he says something to the effect of um, find people where the behavior that you want to have is considered normal behavior. And that makes it much easier for you to grow in that area. Mm-hmm. There, there's nowhere where this is more evident than in high school, right? High school is like the most extreme version of cliques that – 
have expectations around behaviors to get into that click, mm-hmm. right? But the point is like getting around people where, oh, you're conscious about your money, you're budgeting, you're trying to be thoughtful about it. That's actually normal. Yeah. Not the other way around. Totally. Um, okay. So what got us on this topic right now in general? And that is, okay, you know, A, we got that email from Joel a while back and I had sent it to you. And so we've kind of had it on the back burner of like, we should have a conversation around this. But then um, we started thinking, you know, we're we're starting, we're almost to October and it's starting to get to that point where you talk about what you're going to work on next year yeah <laughs> you know you're like yeah next year i'm like, gonna start working me, out let me go drink a pumpkin spice latte and i'll talk about what i'm doing again next year. i feel very targeted right now <laughs> and i don't appreciate it so um <laughs> so you start th- talking about all the things that you're going to improve you know a few months from now and um it made us think of, I think it's, what is it, um, eight out of 10 New Year's resolutions, like fail or whatever. Within the first month or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I've seen it, and I don't have any other stats to support it. I could make some up if it would make anybody feel better, but um, I, I read something <laughs> 80, 80, that was 87% like, <laughs> of stats are made up on the spot. Did yeah. you know that? I read something somewhere that was like, you're way better off to like start your goals, you know, now, like in, I mean, that's true well, anytime. Basically, you should just start them the second that you're thinking yes. about improving something. Exactly. You're like, I should do something about that today. Yes. But um, now, especially since you're since you're kind of starting to think ahead to the time that all the other three inch sharks are going to start doing their goals, you know, and, but then that they'll probably fail. Mm-hmm. Um, this this doesn't work, but the metaphor doesn't work. Keep going. It's OK. How can we be more like those 10 foot sharks? And that is to start on those things now instead of waiting two or three more months to get started on those things. Totally. If you're listening to this podcast and it's, you know, anytime close to when we're putting it out, so it's late summer, early fall, then take action on this today. Like mm-hmm. start thinking about your environment today. Yeah. Think about one minor change you can make today to achieve the things that you want to achieve whether that's working on your health working on your finances working on your spiritual life like whatever it is what's something that you can do to get you headed on that path now and so that brings us to the fact that the reason a lot of people don't start now especially in the current season that we're in is okay we're about to be getting into thanksgiving we're about to be getting into christmas and it's hard to stick to new habits and it's hard to do you know all of these things when you have stuff going on with family and whatever um and so we we say like oh we'll just oh, there's no point in trying to start now we'll just wait until we're through all of this and then we'll get started in january and that is falling prey to that you know perfection kind of mindset yeah. and so um you know, the main the main thing here is that you have to remember that progress is more important than perfection. And so James Clear talks a lot about like, who cares what your current results are right now? Who cares where you are right now? What you want to care about is your trajectory. And so if you wait to get started on any of your goals until 2022, then you're not heading in the trajectory that you want to be headed in for 2022. You're like either staying flat, but more realistically, probably going on a downhill slope. Mm-hmm. And then come January, you're like trying to turn make a U-turn yeah. and it just doesn't work. No. So just 
focus, start focusing on your trajectory right now of, okay, these are the things that I want to be improving. What's something that I can do to get me headed in that direction today? And then along those same lines is just remembering, you know, the progress is more important than perfection. And along with that is keep it really small. So don't feel like you have to get everything perfect instantly. And you have to like, get all the things in your finances fixed right now and, you know, get a 30 day streak and whatever, just keep it easy. So if you're wanting to improve your finances, then a way that you can get on that trajectory is just putting eyes on your budget every single day. And that's a relatively easy well, thing. And even, even simpler than that. So, you know, one of the biggest problems that I see with the people that I work with on their budgets is they, they basically want to have a perfect budget or they don't want to do it. Mm hmm. And that to them, that means that they have like a bajillion categories that track all the stuff. So detailed. Super detailed. Yeah. They know exactly what's going on. And they were like, well, what, what do you do when like you go to Target and you like get a little bit of kid stuff, you get a little bit of groceries, you get a little bit of clothing. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You put it in the Target category and you move on. Mm -hmm. And that's that they don't like that. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, but that's not right. And I'm like, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Like what matters is the fact that before before we had this conversation, you weren't budgeting at all. And so I would much rather you have a 75% done okay budget that you actually look at and try to use rather than a perfect budget that you set up and then it's so detailed that you stop using it altogether. Yeah. Okay. Well, did we just swim in circles in our fish tank or does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. I think it makes sense. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Okay. I feel like all of these topics are hard because there's a lot of like little ideas in there that all tie together, but you can go down like rabbit holes it's on a whole all bunch of them. little tree branches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we're getting all too all many mixed metaphors mi mixed in here. Okay. Um, I don't like mixed metaphors. What do you like? Stuff we like. <laughs> so one of the things that we've been really liking is free events in our area, in particular, free events at our local bookstore. And they have them like all the time, you know, like they have different authors coming in for signings and talks. And there's a ton that you can find virtually. And we just found that that's a really inexpensive way for us to either go out and do something together. Or even if we do a virtual one, like we're signed up for a couple of virtual ones, um, just to like make a little event well, at home to sit down together if, if, and like, it puts like a date on the calendar that's fun that doesn't cost very much money mm -hmm. and it it yeah it makes it makes uh, like a, something fun to look forward to yeah like the one that we went to in person was actually like really hilarious because it was, it was basically book club night at our at our bookstore at our local bookstore and it was basically me you and then what like 15 other women who are all over the age of 55 probably yeah and there was, I think, one other husband there. Yeah, there were not there were not very many men represented. No, but it was really fun, and you it enjoyed it too. No, we had a good I time. I didn't pay him to say that. So no, it was it was legitimately fun. I, I would go back next quarter. I guess they yeah. do it every three months or so. But yeah, they just reviewed like some new books coming out, and they were funny. They're funny, uh, super funny. Yeah, they so. gave away a bunch of books. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was fun. So, and again, it was just a change of environment and something for us to get out and do together. So don't discount. Uh, local free events and gatherings mm -hmm. and stuff it's amazing to me how many people 
just don't take advantage or even know about free random things going on in their area. And like you said, even online stuff, you know, there's a lot of cool little free and sometimes even small ticket priced events that give you something fun, something to put on the calendar. And you can, you can make a little event out of it at your house. Yeah. Okay. Summarize this whole (laughs) <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> so I, th- I think the big takeaway is first and foremost, if you don't believe your environment is affecting you, then you first need to expose yourself to the fact that it probably is. And <laughs> you, you need to just recognize you're wrong. <laughs> you're probably wrong. <laughs> and uh, no, two books on that: James Clear's Atomic Habits and Carol Dweck's Mindset. Uh, mindset's a little bit less on the environment, but but still in the same vein would be helpful. I think. And then the second thing is, okay, now that we agree that uh, the environment, the fish tank that we're in, is having an impact on us, how can we consciously try to improve the size and the quality of our environment, try and get into a bigger tank, get into the ocean and start to expand our mind around what's possible? We gave you a lot of tips. I'm not going to go back through them all. I would, I would just simply end with the question of, what can you do that's very small today to start to make a small shift in your environment that will improve your finances? And don't try to wait till January. Do it now. Do something small. Get your trajectory headed in the right direction. That's right. Exactly. So as always, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.